Mark Silva, the Outback Silverback, and you're listening to the BUT Podcast. This is Josh, the Shooter, and you can check out myself on the lovely DNT Podcast. See you on the flip side. Hey, this is Lewis Spears, and you're listening to the DNT Podcast, not to be confused with the DMT Podcast, which is just about drugs. This one's better. This is Melvin's on Case for Trump Digital People, and you're listening to the DNT Podcast. Hey, this is the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. This is the DNT Podcast, taking you to the extreme. Here we are, another installment of the DNT Podcast. I'm Gavin. I'm Jesse. And finally, <laughs> the DNT Podcast has come back <laughs> to iTunes. And Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. This <laughs> one's too. <laughs> so here we are, episode 16. Been a little while since we've done a podcast. I wasn't expecting you to do that, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> you, caught, you caught me off guard. I went full Gavin the Pebble Daru on that. If Gavin the Pebble Daru. So yeah, no, it's been a little while. Uh, I guess a brief explanation would be life gets in the way. Life gets in the way. Bills have to be paid. That's it. Podcasts don't pay unless you got sponsors, which we don't. But we're open to have sponsors if you are willing to. Yeah. Give it to us. Why not? <laughs> we'll give you some really good airtime. That's it. So, what was the last one we did? The top five list, wasn't it? Top five list. Yeah. Which was a while ago. And then we were supposed to have Mike Burr on, but, um, you know, we're delaying that episode. So, it'll be out soon. A couple, couple of things came up, which is fair enough. Everyday, everyday part of life. We'll touch more on those on the future podcasts later on in the show. Yes. But let's start. Yeah, we've got to start on the... I guess it'd be considered a bit of a negative, wouldn't it? It's not really negative. It's more of a... Uh, how, how would I put it? Sad, but also liberating because it's going out on top, I guess you could say. I reckon it is. Yeah. But um, that's, that's, that's our opinion. That's where Everyone, everyone's got their own opinion. Yeah, of course. We so, don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, so as of now, it is Friday the 28th, which means tonight is OCW's final show. Final show. And this is probably another reason why we decided to do a podcast as well, because we wanted to talk about that and a few other things yeah, that have been so on our minds lately. OCW is a show we've been going to since, when was it? Looking at the poster behind me. March last year, the Super Show was the first OCW show we went to, and we enjoyed the hell out of it. Absolutely loved it, and we kept on going to more and more shows, and just you know got to know some of the wrestlers, got to know the promoter. Probably one of the best uh, wrestling organizations I've been going to. Like, hmm. I'll, I'll I'll go out of my way and say like I enjoy it more sometimes than WWE house shows. You know, like the last couple of years, I've yeah. I haven't enjoyed it, but then when I go to like, you know, your local Super show. show or House of Hardcore or something like that, it's like wow, <laughs> mm. totally different approach. But yeah, um, let's just reflect on it. It's like, <laughs> so yeah, like I said, so about uh, look at the poster again. March last year, we went to the Super Show. We've been going to shows ever since, and we just at first, well, we will admit it was for the internationals, but then you know we got to see some of these local guys and we start becoming excited to watch more of these local guys work mm. sort of thing. Especially it was like, oh, the local guys work in the international. Yeah, it makes it interesting. Exactly. You know? And you don't really see that anywhere else to that extent. No. Nah. Like, you know, you'll get your occasional, you know, 
see great indie stars at other places, but you won't get, you know, your WWE guys anywhere else. No. Very rarely you'll get anywhere else. So, exactly. Um, but, you know, how it's been, you know, how like how long now? It's been a year and a bit. That we've been going? Yeah, that we've yeah. been going. And it's November now, and they're deciding to close the doors. That's October. Oh, October. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I keep... Oh, it's almost November. Almost November. Almost November. <laughs> yeah, I've... Trust me, I've been working so much that I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> Sometimes I had to get I had to get reminded today was Friday <laughs> this morning. But um, yeah, can't believe it's going out like this. I'm mm. shocked. I, when I saw final event ever, I was like, what? my first reaction was bullshit. <laughs> I can't believe, no way, you know. But yeah, so rumor flying about is it will be rebranded. Yeah, I hope. Uh, Zoran's moving to the US, I think. I think that's what I've around. heard around the grapevine, yeah. But yeah. um, but then again, we're just marks. What do we know? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you know the Rat Squad or whatever they call us. <laughs> <laughs> are we co- are we considered a part of that? I think so. Oh sweet, we've got a bit of heat at the moment. I've heard so. Yeah, the, the DNT podcast. I've heard the DNT podcast has a bit of heat, but uh, you know, not we really give a crap. But you know, um. I think we're just going to be uh, furnaces from now on. Look, we were neutral in that podcast. Right, in that podcast, with Bass, we were. Oh, may as well just go into it. Right. it was, we're getting apparently we're getting heat for that podcast with Bass. Right now, my only thing with that is okay. I understand why you'd want to be angry, but Jesse, you and I, we were neutral. All we did was ask the questions. Yeah, exactly. At no point did we trigger anything. We just asked questions and bans bans. Bass answered the way it was. Yeah, exactly. The way he wanted it. And I'll, like, I'll bring it up. I'm not going to like go into detail, um, but I have been to some wrestling shows and I have seen particular people that were brought up in this podcast. And, uh, yeah, yeah you, you wasn't, the be- wasn't the best of experiences seeing them because, you know, they give you the biggest dirty looks. And, you know, um, Not that I really give a shit if you give me a dirty look or not, but mm. you can tell that they're, you know, pissed off about it. But... Yeah, if that's the case, then why how come you don't have hordes of people going and attacking Cockabana for that podcast with CM Punk? Oh, exactly. You know, he was neutral in that. You know, see people attacking him, but whatever. It's a petty little fucking thing. Yeah, I don't. We don't care. Yeah, I don't care. We know we were neutral in that. People can. We have our own opinions about some of the things that were said. Some of them we agree with. Others not so much. But that's all based on personal preference and what has actually happened to them we haven't and experiences we've had too you know we've had a few experiences where we've been screwed over by particular people that were brought up on that podcast too unfortunately yeah with um podcasts we've wanted to organize it and yeah they've stuffed us over with that or they've caused that pod particular podcast to be cancelled but you know not um, at the end of the day we're adults they can keep being petulant little children as Bess would say but um we're going to keep doing what we do you keep doing what you do. Exactly. You know. But yeah, why did we get onto this after OCW? We're, right. we're reflecting on a good company and we start talking about bitterness with Bass. Yeah, I know. <laughs> nah. Um, so yeah, a bit of reflection. So a very good show. Got to see some of the best local guys in Australia. Mm. More so, I think, actually, okay, let me rephrase that. Because um, some of the guys that were booked were, you know, the Victorians, whether they're from New South Wales or from Adelaide. I think, is someone coming from Perth? 
I think, well, you, unless you count Mark Silver, who is from Perth. Yes. That's right. Well, yeah. I'm sure that there's been people from Perth. Like, I don't know. I just can't remember. Because even listening to Josh Armour and WRA the other night, you know, not much really happening up in Brisbane and that. Yeah, I know. Which <laughs> kind of sucks. It you know, might be a good place for a scene up there. But we got to see some amazing wrestlers out here in Australia. Oh, that's another one to add to the list. What? Kelly Miss Demi. Ah, yes. Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yes. But, um, yeah, no, nah, we'll... Um, the reality is, you know, everyone's coming from everywhere. There's always, you know, I've heard positive things from everyone about OCW and its management. You know, I, I really haven't heard any negative things. It seems like it's run professionally because the promoter knows how to run a business. Yeah. Um, which yeah is the cool. other thing too I'll give Zoran is, you know, uh, how many shows have you been to? We've been to how many companies now? Quite a bit. A lot. And... Oh, okay, hang on. Let me rephrase that. We've been to a lot of shows. Yeah, there's only like a, there's just a handful of companies we've been to. I've been to two. I've been to a lot of companies. I don't know about you, but I've been to a lot. I've been to more shows than I have companies, sort of thing. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, but out of them all, OCW is the only one where Zoran stands there, shakes your hand. Well, the promoter the stands promoter. there. Yeah, very rarely do. Thank, I. thank you for coming. Yeah, hope to see you at the next one. It's because he knows how to run a business. And he knows that the best way of running a business is, you know, the only way you're going to succeed if you have the um, also he's paying a customer. Oh, yeah, true. But <laughs> only way you're going to succeed is if you have the paying customer on your side. If you don't and you don't provide, you know, what they've paid for, you know, they're not going to come back, which I think he understands really well, you know. Um, he's got a good business mindset, which I guess why OCW has somewhat done really well. Really unfortunate that it is going to be the last one before the rebranding, as we've heard. In the grapevine, yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Well, there's, the, you know, partic- particular people that um, have been shitting on the company as of late. Yeah. If you guys uh, are on the Twitter universe, I'm not sure if you are, but <laughs> yeah, one particular page that uh, likes to bag the shit out of them, but... Um, yeah, they got ripped a new one yeah, after that. No, I'm not, no, we're not, we <laughs> Let's not talk gonna, about him. We're not going <laughs> to even give him uh, a waste of breath on this fucking podcast. I'm not going to even waste any breath on it because you're a petulant fuck. I knew I'd get you started. <laughs> right, how childish you have to be to you know start a page like that up on Twitter and just bitch and moan about all these little things because they didn't treat you like a fucking king. I actually find that really funny. No words of King Ross. I will bite your fucking nose off. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, yeah. Nah. He, the thing that... Oh, the only thing I'm going to speak about that is was... Uh, they're like, oh, you know, OCW has had all, had all these failures. And I'm like, hang on a second. OCW and House of Hardcore pulled 1,200 people at, their la- at the last show. So how is that not a success? And they sold that out in advance too. Yeah. Standing room only. Like, they had no tickets on the night. And they did it without any posters like some particular companies use. Well, particularly one. But um, No, a few of them still use it. It's it's very old school. It's method. an old school, school mentality. But, you know, they did it without that. Um, and they just did it on social media. And look, they like apparently when they booked um, Mickey James, the ticket sales just exploded. Damn. You know? And that's only one person. Mm. You know? Like, um... I think no, they had only announced one match, and they um, ticket sales just exploded. 
and it sold out. Mm. Um, and not to mention the Super Show. That was huge too. Yeah. It was like 700, 800 people. Well, I mean, I understand the whole like, oh, they bought their audience. <laughs> but you know what? Well, those one-off kind of things are really good. You get a whole you don't bunch. get them here. Because the thing is, when you do something like that, right? you get a whole bunch of people that have never been. They come, yeah. enjoy the fuck out of it. Because it's like, oh, Carlito's a guy I used to watch. Tommy mm. Dreamer's a guy I used to watch. They go, really enjoy it, tell their friends about it. And they might come to the next show. Exactly. You know, like, oh, we go into this wrestling thing and saw this and saw that. Or like, the not the show after House of Hardcore, there was guys I went to high school with that showed up. Oh, there you go. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah, exactly. You, you know? know? Um, what we, a, we heard this was really good, so we came to suss it out. You know what else I, no- I noticed as well? When, you know, the particular people that were having a bitch about, you know, them buying their audience. The reality is, whoever complains about that sort of stuff... If you have a problem with that, then why aren't customers coming to pay and see you? Well, paying to see you. Why are they not coming to see you? I don't know. Then you got to look at yourself before you start making those complaints. You know, mm. what am I doing wrong for people not to come and pay and see me? You know, um, maybe there might be ne- maybe there might need to be a few changes. You know, it's not an ego fest where it's like, oh, I'm bought. Uh, you know, I'm buying. I'm they're buying their audience and stuff like that because, you know, WWE guys. You know that sort of stuff. Well, of course they're going to do that. They do that in the United States too of independence. Oh, every yeah. independent usually has like maybe one or two. Um, Those big ex WWE names. Yeah, and why wouldn't you? It's one way of making money. Mm. It's the whole point of this to make money. It's not. It's not supposed to be. You know, stroking everyone's ego. Nah. You know, oh, 1,200 people came to see me just because I'm, you know, Mister. I don't know. I'm not going to even say anyone but um yeah um reality is don't make those complaints if you're not gonna own up to the fact that it's probably your responsibility to pull in the crowd Mm. you know do something different like you know my opinion about wrestling here oh i know right like no one has the right to really say anything unless you're pulling 500 plus people every show no one's really getting close to that not really no no so it's like so okay so you look at it as a promoter and it's like, what can I do to bring in close to closer to 500 people every show? Exactly. What's going to make me stand out from every other company that's doing kind of the same thing and using the same guys? Maybe bring an international in, you know? That might be a way of doing it. Who knows? We're just marks, remember? <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're just marks. What the fuck do we know? We're just marks. We don't know anything. We We have no knowledge of the wrestling industry here, you know? We've only been going to shows for the last, you know... 15 years 15, so. 16 years. We've been through the shit parts of, you know... We did a bit of training, saw some sh- backstage politics yeah. firsthand. We're a part of some backstage politics too. Yeah, we've been... We've we've seen a lot of stuff, but, you know, who knows? We, we don't know anything. We're just marks. No. Yeah. <laughs> Let's so, the future of OCW, what does it hold? We don't know. We, but don't we know. are very excited to see what happens after Well, we'll this. probably find out tonight. Yeah, true. Because apparently they got a Gracie coming tonight, which was very surprising. Uh, you know my opinion on that. There's way too many Gracies, man. <laughs> Every Tom, Dick, and Harry can become a Gracie if they want. Yeah, well, it's a pretty <laughs> prestigious name. But um, yeah, did you see, you saw his um, the the thing, bio? Yeah, the yeah, bio. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah, it was a pretty interesting. I wonder why he's going to be there tonight, though. That's the thing. I guess we'll find out tonight. Yeah, but um, matches. We want yeah, to talk so about a few matches. That some we, of our favourite matches that we got to see at ACW. 
So let's start off with... Um, Do you want to start off with the one that you brought up earlier? Yeah. So Super Show was my first time seeing a lot of these newer newer guys in Australia. Yeah. I think that night was the first time I saw Kellyanne wrestle. Really? Yes. Oh, Jesus. It was. Super Show was the first time I saw Kellyanne wrestle. <laughs> and that being said, also the first time that we discovered Demi Bennett. Yeah, that was the first time I saw Demi. And that was one of the best matches of that night. I reckon it was too. The two of them just absolutely tore it down. Everywhere they go, they tear it down. Mm. They are just fantastic. See, I want to say women's wrestlers, but they're not. They are wrestlers. Mm. They just absolutely kill it and it's great. I reckon that was a, that was probably one of the best matches. Yeah, it was show. an opening match, wasn't it? No, opening was Scotty and... Oh, no. It was Mickey second Jackson. match. Second match. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, I remember. All right. Good card placement, that show too. Mm. Like, really good card placement. I think we got, what, th- two or three from that show? I want to bring up another one because it was one of my favourite moments. From, from Probably not a match, but just favourite moment from that night. Yep. Favourite moment, over-the-top battle royal. We've got, you know, 15 people in there. you got, you know, Grimm. you got got... Um, Bloody, who else did we have in there? Sid. Sid. JXT. JXT, JXT was... Mad Dog Vixen. ...a standout for me because he's just, you know... That was sitting the first on, time we saw JXT too. You see yeah. him sitting under the turnbuckle and he's just... Kind of hiding. <laughs> kind of hiding while everyone else is fighting. <laughs> mm. um, who else did you have in there? It was Mad Dog was in that yep. as well. Yeah, no. Mad Dog, it was for the number one contendership for the title. Which Mad Dog win, Mad won, won the title. Um, not the title, but won the... Um, number one contendership. Number one contendership for the title. Come on. He goes out and then Grimm's in the ring and he cuts a promo. And next thing you know, the music hits. And it's a familiar music. We're just like, hang what on What is a that? Everything what? goes red. Yeah, we're just like, hang on a second. What's this? Like, speaking of which, we knew who was in Australia at that time. We knew all the talent that was here. Yeah. Because of the perfect promotion, because they had their super show too. And we're just like, hang on a second. It can't be. And then on the screen, you see Gangrel and you just, I've never, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I've never marked out so hard in my entire life at a show. That is the most we've marked out. That was, <laughs> if we've got footage of that, right, of us holding the camera and it's like, like, you know the humongous video where like the camera's yeah. just shaking, it's just so triggered. It's just triggered, yeah. It's shaking that much because we were like, ah, <laughs> I've seen I've seen photos of me and you, and it's the funniest thing. Like our faces. <laughs> Actually, oh we'll gosh. put that up on the. <coughs> Excuse you. Oh, that little <laughs> scream killed me. We got some. Yeah, there's a photo of us, and our faces are just lit up. Lit like, up. Yeah. Oh god. We'll put that up on the Facebook page. Yeah, we'll put that up um, after this. But geez, Grim, Grim and Grand Girl put on it. English. Grim and Gang Girl put on a fantastic yeah, match Yeah, I was shocked. Like, just then and there, like, oh, wow. Caught us off guard, too. I was in shock, but wow. <laughs> Great match. Great match. Great match. Speaking um, of, another international. Ricardo Rodriguez versus Brad Smith from Adelaide. Yes. Whoa. Really good. Whoa. Oh, man. Um, I was saying on the last podcast, like, he wishes more people knew about Brad Smith, and I agree with him. He's one of the best wrestlers here, but... Just feels like not many people know him because he doesn't get out much. He isn't really. He doesn't really work anywhere else. He's only worked at OCW from what from what I know. And RCW. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Right. Bes- right. City. Anyway. Yeah. Besides R- RCW though, yeah. like anywhere else. I don't, I, think I don't I've know. Seen but just work anywhere else. What a talent! What a match! Because mm. the thing is, too, is a lot of people don't realize Ricardo, like what a wrestler he is. Oh, he can make anyone look good. Yeah. 
thing I loved about it was they started off the match with Brett Smythe asking for his autograph. <laughs> Everything was just done so well. Oh, great match. Fantastic match. Kudos to both of them. Mm-hmm. It was the first time we saw him work as well, Ricardo. I hadn't really seen him do much in NXT. No, there was point. that one match he did where he got concussed. Yeah, but other than that, like I hadn't seen this him This is work. the first time we got to watch him actually work and it was like, yep. Yeah. Fantastic. Missed opportunity, WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there's that match. Um, another match I wanted to bring up. Galloway versus Mad Dog. OCW yeah. Championship. The long-awaited title match. Yes. That exceeded expectations to the full. Mm-hmm. I was in shock. It got to the point where it cleared out the entire audience. Not because it was shit. Not because it was shit, but... You know. They took the fight outside and we were <laughs> like, fight, 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 fight. We're going outside. It was in. They went out into the parking lot. Who would have thought? It was great, and it looked good on TV too. I watched it um, on Channel Thirty One. I wonder if they're still doing that. But um, Maybe. yeah, um, they had the match on Channel Thirty One. Such a good match. Mm-hmm. Galloway drops the title to Mad Dog. We hate it. Well, we hated it. At we the time. hated it at the time. Fuck. I think the entire audience turned on Mad Dog. Everyone turned on Mad Dog that night. I feel bad for the guy because you know everyone was so behind him and shit, and then he dropped the leading title up to it, and everyone's just like, "No, it can't be like this." That's the thing because leading up to that, like everyone was so behind Mad Dog. Mm. Oh yeah, Mad Dog, Mad Dog, yeah, yeah, right. And then he beats Galloway by a fucking roll up, and how yeah. does the crowd react? This is bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> but then at the end, you know, Galloway cuts his little. Oh, he puts his hand, pulls his hand up. Little promo, Future Shock DDT, Mad Dog Blades. Yep. And it's ended perfectly. Yep. That was standout match. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the best matches OCW's ever put out. Uh, speaking of another really cool one, uh, actually a really positive thing OCW did was introduce us to one of our newest res- newest favorite wrestlers. Who? Muhammad Ali. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, true. I as we, about w- we watched him lose every single time. Right, and then came that moment where he best he had the match with Andy Phoenix. Really great solid match. I think my favorite one with them would definitely be the six pack six pack on a pole match. Vince Russo. Which was that. just <laughs> really <laughs> I fu- loved it. Really fucking weird how it just all went down. It was so funny. Yeah. But like I think uh, that might be the second time the second race we've marked out. When it looked like Ali finally went, the streak was over. Oh yeah, when when they get one, two, three. Yep. And then um, yeah, he won, and me, you. It was Julian there as well. No, it was just me and you. Nah, I swear he was there. It too. was just me and Julian you. Julian was there. Nah, he wasn't. Nope. Oh no, it was just us. It two. was just so out of I don't know. I guess the two hundred or so people that came to that show, two of us got up and celebrated. He did it, Ali. He's up for the fucking second turn block, and he winks at us. We were, we were like, like ah, holy shit. He didn't win. And then, no. They reversed the decision. He just, loses and everyone, everyone else gets up and we're sitting down. And we're just cracking the shit. So we're just like, <laughs> this is fucking bullshit and all this different <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I was cool. because um, SW introduced us to Muhammad Ali by ears. Actually, that's another, um, speaking of which, another match we can put on. Dreamer uh, and Flyers? No, no, I was going to say... Um, See, now I can't decide. PJ Black versus Sid Parker, one or two. Which one was better? Two. Both were fantastic. I reckon two was better. Both were fantastic. Like, PJ, just a oh, phenomenal worker. Yeah. I think two was better because the crowd was more into it mm. as well. That's the thing. The crowd was really dead at the first one. 
Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'd say that as well. I reckon Dreamer and Vyaz was a pretty entertaining match too. That, that'd be a It was entertaining. Match. That's the thing, yeah. like the bell to the balls and shit like that. <laughs> speaking um, of it, um, Cracker Jack, a triumphant comeback. After oh, a, man. After 12 months, challenges uh, Gabriel Wolf and Slade Mercer to a hardcore handicap match and that turned out to be, whoa. One of the most gruesome, ma- one of one of the most gruesome matches that I've mm-hmm. seen, and probably the most entertaining as well. Exactly. You guys were cringing. I was enjoying it because I'm a big, you know, I'm cringing. a big deathmatch fan. <laughs> yeah, I can't watch that kind of stuff. Jeez. I love it. <laughs> I couldn't do it, but I love watching it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, because that, um, like, how many times can you say that? You know, how many how many times does a match get a standing ovation, sort of thing? Very rarely. And how many times do you, you know, who, Crackers won the match. Crackers won the match, Crackers but won everyone, match. everyone was, was injured. Uh, everyone not, was kind of hurt, yeah. Not and injured, but they were, you know, bla- they were all covered in blood and, you know, everyone's pretty banged wrapped, up. A, wrapped around um, Crackers. Crackers, around his stomach exactly. as well. But big standing ovation for Crackers and then there's Wolf and Messer in the ring and the heels, they get a standing ovation too. Mm. How many times do you, like... Just that one second, the crowd just put aside the way they thought about these guys and just went, what a match. Yeah. What a match. Well, wow. Because that's what I love about wrestling. Slade went into like. the tax, doesn't it? Didn't mm-hmm. he? That's, that's, that's the part of wrestling I love when you just get so caught in the moment that you just kind of forget. Mm. And you guys were really struggling to watch it. I'm not... I'm not I don't mind gore and that kind of, I love watching slasher movies and that kind of thing, but I just... I guess when you see it happen in front of you, it's like, oh, I don't know. It's hard to watch it, yeah. Because mm. even like, you know, later on, we saw the uh, thumbtack pit of death match between mm. Mad Dog and uh, Cletus, and that was very difficult to watch too. That was a really good match though. I'll give it that. It was. It was just very difficult to watch. Mm. And uh, let's look... Okay, before we get to what we think is probably one of the best matches we've ever seen, uh, I'm going to... Break down my favorite moment I think we've seen. Ted DiBiase Sr. Oh. Giving the million dollar dream to Emmanuel. Holy crap. How many years has it been since Ted took a bump? I think it was like, a, like it made news overseas as it well. It made news overseas, yeah. Like footage came out and everybody saw it. Like, wow. <laughs> Who would have thought? There's a select few people that can say, we saw retired Ted DiBiase Take a bump. Mm. Big props to him for, you know, making um, Emmanuel look that good as well. Mm. You know? Emmanuel's kind of a lucky prick. Yeah, he's... Uh, he's, took a, he's took a diamond cutter, million dollar dream. I'd be marking out. <laughs> right, imagine that, re- me wrestling and I'm in the back. Hey, Gav. Yep. You're taking a diamond cutter. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh gosh, there comes the marks out of us. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I just, I wouldn't be professional because it's like, oh, like one of my favorite wrestlers. I'm gonna take his move. Mm. Oh, there's been some really good matches over mm. the time. But I guess what we, hands down, one of the best matches of all time within this country. Probably the best match of OCW history, I reckon. I'm gonna say just Australian wrestling. Yeah. Um, there was that good. Okay. Adam Brooks versus Sid Parker. And has a hardcore, the first one. Wow. Best and match of the night, too. Ended up, exactly. Ended up being best match of the night. Brooksy was just back from the US. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Parker's, you know, been tearing shit up here. Far out. <laughs> Caught yeah. us off guard as well. Because the way it worked was just so well. It started off slow and then it picked up, which all the best... You look at any of the best matches, like you watch the network or anything on YouTube, a lot of the best matches start off bit slow and then they build up into it and that's what happened well they start off with chain wrestling mm. Mm. which this one didn't because it started off and the crowd just wasn't really into it and by the end of it whole the entire 1200 people were oh 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 what's going on he's gonna win and it's really easy to get a pop these days out of people but this one was we had a really tough crowd that night and they did it and they yeah. ended up taking home match of the night yep 100 percent Hundred percent. As we said in the podcast with Bass, it was, you know, Macho Man versus Ricky Steamboat WrestleMania three. It was like that, yeah. yeah. Unintended, like wasn't meant to, but it became it match of the night. Became match of the night. I reckon tonight's going to be a good night. If I mean, we won't release this podcast till later, mm-hmm. but yeah, if you make it there, hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Well, like, the thing is, like I've I said to you, like I'm going into tonight for Mark mode. <laughs> Right, I'm just I'm going there to enjoy the wrestling. Oh, and so uh, you should. I, I don't care about anything else. I just want to go and enjoy some local wrestling because wrestling's a release for me. It's yeah. that one time I can go to a show and just kind of forget about all my problems in the real world and just believe the story that's in front of me. And that's the, so you should. You know, that's the whole point of wrestling. Mm-hmm. The whole um, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's a mark. Everyone's a mark. Even wrestlers themselves are marks. Exactly. That's why they got you into it in the first place. Exactly. Why wouldn't you? Why would you be in wrestling then if you're not a mark? The, I hate the word mark anyway. You're a fan of wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, you enjoy it for what it is. Fans of the business, s- studying the business, students of the business. You know, that's it. But yeah, thank you, OCW. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Looking forward to tonight, and uh, we'll, we'll give it. I, no, I don't think we should review it. If you want to, if you want to enjoy it, go watch it. Go watch it. Even though this is going to come out after it. If something big happens, we might talk about it. Mm. (laughs) Um, But yeah, go to the OCW show. Definitely. Moving on. What have we got next in our little piece of paper? Oh, you bastard! Now comes the shoot part of our uh, of our podcast. Right. Are you ready for this? We're going shooting. We're going shooting, hunting style. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. US gun laws got nothing on me. (laughs) (laughs) So, shout out to Combat Snarf. (laughs) (laughs) So, very recently, we had the education minister come out and discuss something with the arts, and not many people are happy with it. Yeah. Right. And I quote being a musician is a lifestyle choice. Right. (sighs) It is, but. What so does that have to anything to do with it? I don't know. So let's let's break it down. So essentially, what what I read on the thing and what I found out is January first, two thousand and seventeen, a lot of art based, uh, it, sorry, a lot of art based courses will not be getting government help. So I think if I'm correct, that means you can't get fee help or anything like that, which. You know what the hell? What makes art different from anything else? What makes anything different from anyone else? Anything else? That's just stupid. I understand how hard it is to get a job in the arts after uni. Of course, you know you promise a lot of things, you don't get it. But that's just that's how everything is now. 
And not to mention the government refuses to fund anything to do yeah, with like independent music. They, f- they can throw millions and millions of dollars at the Ballet Australia who don't deserve any of it because they make enough money as it is. And like the, um, you know, I don't think the Symphony Orchestra gets any funding, but uh, like that whole department there in, um, in the Art Centre, they all get funding from the government. But then when it comes to independent music, like I read something the other day, um, I can't remember what the name of the organisation is, but they um, help artists uh, go overseas and stuff like that, independent artists. Mm. They help them go overseas and, you know, tour over there. The government's stopping, it's not, it's not funding them anymore. That'd be right. So how the hell, how do you expect anybody to do well in the arts here, you know? Exactly. Oh, Melbourne's supposed to be a music city, but, you know, you got the government who refuses to do shit for, us, exactly. for any of us, you know? Because the thing is, like, all right, let's break it down a bit. The arts, the arts are very wonderful to your black sheeps, right? Those kids are a little bit different, right? The arts, the arts was for them because the arts accepted them. A lot of others, a lot of other subjects and courses are just kind of like, yeah, nah, you're a little too weird. Where the arts, it's like, it's okay to be weird. It's okay to be you. That's okay art. You. Yeah. Right? And the fact that this fucking go out and just be like, oh, sorry, what you want to do as a job isn't really a job. It's it's just a hobby. No. Because guess yeah. what? Guess what, mate? So you're probably sitting there driving your fancy fucking car, right? And what, yeah, let's break down how that car was built. It was first designed by a graphic design artist, correct? Yeah. That's art. Well, there you go. When you hop into the, the car that's been built... You probably listen to the radio and you listen to a song you really like. Guess what? That's art. Go and see the fucking office that's also been designed by an architect as he's drawing up all the plans and whatnot. But it doesn't really count, does it? You could count it too. That's art. The way that you look, you know, obviously how it's been designed structurally and whatnot. Yeah, architecture, yeah. It's art, you know, it's science as well. There is, there is an element of art to it. Element of art to it, yeah. That's what I was looking for. Gentiles are going inside this dude's office probably a you know painting he knows fucking jack shit about but oh looks really good i'll pay a lot of money for it that's art it really contradicts what he says as well that it's a lifestyle choice because everything's a lifestyle choice exactly you know no i want to be a lawyer for a living that's a lifestyle choice you decide that you want to be a lawyer for the for for a living and you want to make as much well obviously i'm not sure how some depends how good of a lawyer you are but you know yeah i want to go go off and make money but then there's musicians who I want to make music for a living. I want to make people happy and I want to tour all over the world. Or I, I want to play music for a living. Exactly. Or I want to, you know, be a, um, a, you know, a recording engineer. Or I want to be an audio engineer for big gigs or I want to be a guitar teacher. I want to be a drum teacher, you know. I want to be a music teacher at a high school. Everything's a lifestyle choice. Exactly. But what does, what, well, why is what it, makes it different? It's like, I just hate it because like... Um, yeah, I think I'm allowed to say this about St. Francis. I don't care. We've spoken about it before. We, we're, we've, we've been how many years out now? It was been five for me. It's been two for me. So, I forget. Uh, so, not a lot of people like Miss, Miss Trelaw. Mrs. Trelaw. Our current... What is she? I don't even know. As long as you don't bury her, I don't think she... No, no, I'm not. I'm, not I'm, do, I'm putting her over. Oh, well, there you go. Because before her was someone else that was going to get that job. I forget what well, what is her job? What is her title at the She's school? she's the um the head of campus head of campus. At the, um, so practically campus. a principal, but just for that campus. So essentially for her was someone else. And 
he wanted to fuck off the arts. Yeah. Waste of money. We don't need it. She came in. Not happening. You keep it. Finally. You keep it because it's an outlet for some of these kids that really need it. You mm. know, because, you know, unfortunately, high school is a little stressful. And oh, God, is it? And, you know, some everyone has a different way of taking care of things. You know, for some of us, it was, you know, taken out in a performance. I was doing a lot of drama then, too. So, a lot of my frustrations were written to the characters sort of thing. Mm. You know, for some of the kids, it was... They'd hop into a drum kit and just beat the fuck out of it. I'd play a guitar until my strings were broken. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, you know, one I saw one of my mates did in studio arts was just get a white piece of wood, painted it white, got a whole bunch of paintballs in his hands and just fucking bam. Hmm. Just threw it out there. Art. Art, yeah. Uh, others was, you know, they go hit the weights or punch something. Everyone's got a different way of doing it, but, you know, for the, you know what's considered the weird kids... The arts yeah. issue. That's what it is. Because a lot, you know, I'm calling it out. A lot of the sports teachers and that don't like it. I know. Speaking of which, I want to talk about weed after this, but keep going. Weed? Yeah, I want to talk about weed. <laughs> after after the, after this topic, but... Like ganja? No, like marijuana. After this. Uh, it is the same shit. Yeah, whatever. Oh, that's, okay. Out of the blue. It came into <laughs> my head. I need to talk about it after this, but keep going. <laughs> Yeah, because no, the thing I find is like, people might not agree with me, but the the arts are a lot more open to everyone coming in than sports. Yep. Right? I, mean, the, I think I found in high school is some of the sports kids, I don't know, so not, well, some of the sports kids went into drama and things like that as, you know, a fucking waste of time class. Yeah. I can just do whatever I want, doesn't matter. Yeah. When that's not the case, actually, it turns out to be a lot harder than they thought. It's a lot harder. But then the thing is, too, is like to go into the sports class, you know, chances are, if you were a bit bigger, it was just, just to make fun of you. And you know what the thing I didn't like about sport was? When you got higher and higher throughout the years, you did a, let lo- a lot less active stuff outside. It'd be more in the classroom. Like year 12, you'd have maybe two or three prac sessions in a month mm. or something, or maybe even less. How's that sport? I don't know. What learning about the human body, but not going outside? That's oh, you biology. need to stay. You need to. You need to. You, well, that's apparently it's in that too. But you know, health. I don't. I didn't do sports, so I don't know exactly what the, what the um. I I didn't do it because you didn't do anything. Just because I, I had a shitty teacher, shitty sports teacher. Well, so just, did I. Just you know, a fucking you know, a, some prick that just did not get drafted by the AFL. We had the same teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't so. get drafted by AFL and just just taking it out on. You know, students that just don't meet up to his standards kind of thing. Yeah. And he always do these little kind of things to make, you know, his top guys look a hundred, you know, his top guys look a million bucks and make the other guys look like jobbies, I guess you'd say. Yeah, I guess you could say that. But yeah. Right, the, and it's disgusting. Whereas you go into the arts and it's like, we'll help you out. Mm-hmm. Come join us in the weird part. Yeah, 100%. The biggest problem I had with sport was you didn't go outside. They, they'd preach, oh, you need to be healthy. You need to do this but you don't go outside. You don't do any activities. You might do it on the occasion. Occasion. It won't be the long period either. They'll only do it on the short period. That's the thing that pissed me off. And the thing that also pissed me off was if you were missing a piece of uniform, just one piece. Can't do it. No, you can't do it. You can't have to sit what? on the side or you have to sit inside, do work. What? Why punish kids for wanting to 
punish kids, at, like young adults, why punish them for wanting to do something? Like, yes, okay, I understand. It's one part of the uniform. Sorry, wasn't washed or it's broken or something. What do you want me to do? I had, I think there was one time where um, my shorts, they were in the wash still. So I bought another pair. And then, well, luckily I had a good sport teacher, so she didn't care. But there was another teacher who came up and had a problem with it. And I'm like, hang on a second. She said it was fine. Why are you getting involved in it? See, this is like old high school shit that's coming back into my head. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That's another podcast on its own. Oh, yeah. I I, right. I think that the education system is such a so bad in this country. You we know, will talk about it. So bad. But yeah, so back to the education minister. So... He's a dick. Yeah. I think it's absolutely disgusting what he said about the arts and what they plan on doing with the arts. The government is shit. Yeah, yeah. it's like, what? Ha- what is the... Like, if the you know, you'll go home, you'll watch a fucking movie, you go watch a TV thing, you go listen to an album. That's all different forms of art. Yeah. And you just want to get rid of it. For what reason? What has it done to you? Oh, money. That's all it's all about. It's always money. Money, 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 money. That's all it is, man. It's it's all about money. Mm-hmm. Which is why I wanted to talk about weed because it came into my head and I've been thinking about it lately. Because? I've changed my stance on a lot of things. Oh. What? I think it should be legalized. Just every, in general. Because there's so much positives that can come from it. What made you come to that conclusion? I've been listening to a lot of Jesse Ventura podcasts and read a bit of his book, the the, uh, marijuana thing that he did. The whole point, everything comes to this conclusion of why marijuana is illegal. It's because it's making money for the government, keeping people in jail and charging them. And that's where majority of their salary comes from. Yeah, from drug dealers. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You get more time for dealing drugs than you do killing someone. Mm. I think it is. It's crazy. It's crazy. But um, like, I'm not talking about you know ecstasy and and um, you know heroin and stuff like that. We're talking about a plant that grows in the ground, which can be used for a lot of things. Like hell, back in the tw- like back in the twenties and stuff. You know, Thomas Jefferson and all them, they were smoking pot, they were using it for different things. You could make paper out of the out of hemp back then. <laughs> I had no idea about any of this. Yeah. Because you know my stance on marijuana. I know. But you could make you could make um paper with that. And then there was this one particular person who was in charge of, you know, um I, I, I don't know I can't remember exactly off the top of my head what their names were, but there was this one particular person who was in like you know the um in the uh paper business but he was you know manufacturing paper out of wood ah so he wanted hemp to be um the main source of paper well he he wanted hemp to be um gone because it was hindering their oh, business because it was so ch- it was a lot cheaper and it was a lot easier to do oh, motherfucker so what do they do they fabricated this whole thing saying you know oh it's um I can't even remember exactly what they said, but long story short, he wanted it gone and he succeeded. He wanted it on the ban list because um, it, it was losing money. Mm. Another thing that also comes into conclusion, like there's a lot more usefulness, a lot more usefulness for this sort of stuff rather than negatives. Yep. 
the only reason that there's so many negatives is because of the way the media has portrayed it. Media and government. Yep. They've portrayed it, and even religion to an extent. They've portrayed. They've put it in our heads that it's the wor- it's bad to do that sort of stuff, and that's how it is. But they don't actually look at the whole thing. Like for example, a person that has you know epileptic seizures. Let's say they have it for two, three times a day. Like I've heard a story about um, from Ventura who was good friends with some particular person who had epileptic epileptic seizures two or three times a day. Yep. He went to another state because his state didn't have it legalized and he got um, medical marijuana drops that you drop under your tongue. It didn't have any of the like the stuff that you know, makes you hallucinate. It just had the bits of the hemp or whatever, whatever part of the plant it comes from. I've got no idea. I know, but I don't, I don't know it too well either. But I know there's that particular drop doesn't have the stuff that m- makes you hallucinate. Mm-hmm. That guy constantly having seizures. From now on, he's been two years without seizures, Damn. just because he's taken those drops. Like even there's even cancers that have been cured because of medical marijuana like even um people going through chemo they can eat now because of medical medical marijuana because there's particular medications that they take with that's medical marijuana and it helps them get their appetite back all right you know um you know even you know people that have been in the war they use that sort of stuff for psychological psychological stuff Mm. to help them through that I think they're entitled to do that. Oh, absolutely. I think absolutely, you know. Even like even people that do it recreationally. If you do it I've look, let me just hear me out all first. Right, hear me out first. My part. I I've been through there, through that with my mate with a mate, a very close mate of mine. Um but the problem was he started getting on the heavier shit. That's the problem. Mm. He let it go to his head. Particular people that use that sort of stuff and are in control of it, fine, whatever. It's the same thing with alcohol. Like, put it this way. Alcohol. It can kill somebody. You can get alcohol poisoning. You could even jump in a car and start driving drunk. It's the same thing with marijuana, you know? It can't kill you, but you can... You take it. Um... But the problem is there's nothing to like monitor how much is in your system. Like, for example, you know, a breathalyzer for um alcohol. for alcohol, you know. You have to be 0.05. Alright, fine. Why don't they have something that for that for marijuana? Yes, it's in your system for a little bit longer, but do you think you're gonna be affected by it the next day, like the next day? I don't know. It's the same you won't be. I've and there's a lot of proof and evidence and research that has gone into this saying that, you know, there's more benefits than negatives that come out of it. There's more positives than negatives mm. that come out of it. You know, I, it's the same thing. Like, And there's also money to be made out of this too. You know, they're selling tobacco and all that sort of shit. It's the worst thing you could smoke. Mm. The amount of shit that's in... You know, cigarettes and stuff. Oh, it's disgusting. I would, I'd rather anybody smoking marijuana rather than cigarettes because it's just a plant. Mm. It's just something that you get out of the ground, you crush up, put in a cigarette, put in a bong, whatever you want to do, and you smoke it. It doesn't mean I'm going to go out of my way to start smoking that stuff because it's not for me, you know? Yeah. But 
I don't think there's not that much of an issue. If you start going and, you know, exploiting the shit out of it, it's the same thing with alcohol. You exploit alcohol, you're going to start having problems, you know. Same thing goes with marijuana. You start exploiting it, you're going to have problems. Because mm. that's my issue with it when it starts becoming a problem. Like, I I got friends that smoke it and go for your life. People in uni was doing it and like, go for your life. I want no part of it. It doesn't interest me. Yeah. You know, but the thing is, then you notice is they have to do it all the time. They need it in the system or they can't fucking function. And See, then, yeah. you know, all they can think about is marijuana and all they can, all they want to do is smoke it. And then they do and they just become lethargic and lazy and not a lot gets done. And they start noticing the failing courses and stuff like that. Oh, why is that? Oh, I don't know, yeah. because you're high all the time. See, people like that are idiots though. Yeah. That's the thing. That's, my, that's the only thing I got against it. Yeah. You know, you can take it as long as, you know, you, it's not controlling you and you can control it. Yeah. Whatever. Medical reasons, I am 100% for. Well, our state's legalized it. Oh, cool. Which is good. And they've started growing it. All right. Which is at least, you know, they bag this shit out of Daniel Andrews. But for what, for personally, I think that he's done a lot more than more positives than negatives, you know. That's true. That's just, it's it's typical liberal and labor bullshit. Yeah. One, no matter who gets in, there's always going to be some sort of issue. The other party's going to have a problem. Yeah, and then there's a, there's always a political backlash and shit. Yeah. Like hell, I'm happy the fact that they're doing the um the Skyrail thing. There's people I've seen on Facebook and people that I've I've met and stuff, and they're like, oh, it's the worst thing that can happen, and you know, it's it's costing us a lot of money. I'm like, well, it's about bloody time they spent money on the public transport here. Yeah, you know. It keeps the flow of traffic happening. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yes, it's going to cost some money. It's going to take some time. But you know what? If you can keep traffic flowing and not constantly building up, more power to you. Removes um, level crossings. Yep. New stations. The space underneath the, underneath the rails. To drive around, yeah. Not even just that, but like commercial space, parkland, yeah. you know, open space that hasn't been there ever. There you go. Um, I think there's more positives and there's more trains and more frequent services. Exactly. Because the thing, the thing is like with, with political stuff, we're at a point, you know, it, it's always been around, but I feel like now with more social media and stuff is the left hate the right and the right have to hate the left so much that when something gets said, they just are just down each other's throat. Yeah. Sort of thing. It's like me and you, we're both like, technically we'd be considered left. What, like... Um, in terms of politics. Like We'd be on the left side of things. Yeah. But I think we're more in the middle. I'm in the middle. I know I'm in the middle. Like, both, both have good points. Both have shit points. Like, when I was younger, of course, you know, my parents are... Well, depending which which parent or which side of the family we're talking about. Like, my dad's side, I know they're mainly Labour. Mm. But then you go to my mum's side. Well, mum's side is Labour too, but, you know, there's certain other people that are liberal, you know? Who cares? Why, why can't we be in the middle, you know? There's things that I agree with that Labor does and there's things that I agree with that Liberal does and there's things I disagree with both. Yeah. You know? Doesn't mean you go vote for the Greens because they're just a puppet, you know? Um, yeah, they're going to be in the pockets of whoever wins. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a reality. It's it's a circle every time. Yeah. It's the same thing with American politics. Oh, um, God. Look, Donald's got some really good points. He's also got a lot of shit points. Hillary has some good points, but she also has a lot of shit points too. You know, you know, seeming that I was talking about that I've changed my stance on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I had a friend that opened my eyes up a lot when it comes to the election overseas. Yep. If Donald Trump wins, 
the only way it's going to be okay is if the Congress or Parliament, whatever you want to call Senate. it, the Senate. Sorry. <laughs> See, I'm. I should know about politics better than this, but um, yeah, the yeah, Senate. No, if the Senate was fifty-fifty, like if it's a, if it's a hung Senate, it's fine, because then you've got both opinions. You know, even um, you know, decision makers. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, um, more um people swinging to the left or the right. You know, there's no, more, there's no advantage. So if like Donald Trump has it, um, goes and wins the election and he's got an advantage, then there's a problem. Mm. But if it, they go through and it's even and he wins the election, I got no problem him being president because the reality is everything he decides to do has to go through there. Yeah, exactly. So, well, let's face it. If he does get it, that wall's not being built. Not nah. That wall's not being built. Uh, gun laws will stay the same. I think they will. Yeah, they will stay. Actually, I think they'll stay the same on both parties. I've got no problem with people owning guns. It's just like they need to tighten it up a bit. That's the only problem. Yeah, but then again, we got no idea because we don't live in that kind of thing. <laughs> We well, have gun laws and it's, I well guess we, it's worked well for us. Well, we've had gun laws and we haven't had a mass shooting since 1996. There so, there you go. <laughs> nothing, like, nothing cl- can compare to that, you know. Exactly. But, um, you know. How do we get to politics? Oh, I don't know. That. But, yeah, I just I just wanted to say, like, you know, Hillary Clinton. I'd be more worried about Hillary Clinton getting in rather than Donald Trump because Donald Trump spent all his money on this. Mm. He, he isn't, he spent everything on this he doesn't ask for a cent anywhere else from what i know no. even though he's part of a, p- a political party he hasn't he's it's all self-funded entire, yeah it's self-funded so um whereas hillary she's gone everywhere they've gotten money yeah I know. imagine when she gets president i mean both, both are still scary candidates like out of everyone you guys picked it down to those two i know it's that's a scary thing like i'm are you pro pro Bernie? I was was I was until he started backing Hillary. because oh, it's part of the same party. I know, but he's even Donald Trump's um, opponent. He didn't back him. I don't know. I don't know what the circumstances are, but you don't. If you seriously feel that strongly about that sort of stuff, you wouldn't go out ahead to back you know your opponent who you've been criticizing all this time. Mm. No, you know it was just it was his way of saying vote for the devil you know rather than the devil you don't know, but it's American politics. We don't have a say. It's, in it. it's like it's like when they say, "Oh, vote for the lesser evil." Why didn't you just vote for somebody else in general? Yeah, there are independent parties. Oh, you vote well, for. if you vote for somebody else, it's not going to count because everyone's going to vote for them. Yeah. Well, make it count. If you if more people vote for you know an independent, then the chances are they might get yeah, an independent. I, don't, I always I hate that it's it always comes down to two parties like. Why? Because people just you know, are stupid and they exactly, don't think. It's like there are there are other candidates, you know. That's the problem. People don't want it. People can't be bothered looking into that sort of stuff. There's no, no excuse. Because you know we looked into the rock and roll party when we heard about that. Mm. They were you know promising some good things for the arts, but they're never going to get in because they're not part of the two major parties. Exactly. And the two major parties have too much influence from companies and stuff like that. Yeah, that's exactly. The, that's the number one problem. It's never going to change until people start voting. Stop voting for these parties. That's the reality. There's, there's, it's never going to change unless we stop voting for the main parties. Exactly. That's just that's that's a conclusion with that one. But yeah, um, if Donald Trump wins and it's a hung parliament, I will not care. 
if he wins with an advantage, then we're probably in trouble. If Hillary Clinton wins in general, I worry because she's a sneaky old bag that just... You've seen the shit that's been coming up about her on WikiLeaks and stuff like that. No. Well, there's so many emails about her, like, you know, rigging polls and stuff like that. Uh, it's like when they uh, say, oh... No, no, I don't want to get... In. I don't really give a fuck about it because it's not Australia. It still affects us, uh, though. Yeah, I know. I know it does still affect us, but it's like we don't... doesn't. We can say whatever we want. It's not going to make a difference. I know, but it's... Because we, we're not voting there. I know, but it's an Australian that's responsible for all of this stuff being leaked out. Is it? Julian uh, Assange. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. And you know what she did? She blamed the Russians for it. And it's funny because, like, you actually... Guess what? Jesse Ventura is getting a TV show in Russia. In Russia, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> he actually met with Putin, and they got him. And he, they said that he, is, Putin, reassured him, saying, "You will not be censored on our television." You know why? Putin's a muck. Yeah, I know. I bet you he's a fucking fan. Remember that little part where you know when we first got introduced to Rusev Ilana on the main roster, <laughs> right? And all of a sudden, the Bulgarian brute became a Russian. Mm. And they kept on talking about, you know, fearless leader Vladimir Putin <laughs> put him up on the screen. You know, sitting in fucking Moscow is Putin going, let me go. Let me go, please. Call Vince, let me go. I, I wrestle, please, let me go. You know he was sitting there going, I want to go, please. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going, no, you can't. I think it's also, he wants, um, he wants Ventura to show both sides of the scale, not just... Because apparently over in the United States, Russian television is really hard to get your hands on mm. over there because you know they say oh it's a, it's a propaganda tool for you, Russia even though you know Ventura's just like that's a load of bullshit yeah, it's, it's the same thing here here there as well everywhere with um, even yeah. Arab channels it's a propaganda tool for everywhere yeah, but it's like but then you watch American television and you're like please it's the same thing <laughs> it, I, I, yeah at the end of the day like um you know what else what I found pretty funny was? They did a poll about, um, like f- like a worldwide poll, saying, um, who who do you reckon in tw- in 10 years' time, if your country went into war, who would you most likely think it would be with, going to war with? And it was like 30, 36% of people said United States. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they're a war country. Yeah, they, they'll start another one. They're a war country. That's they they go they go everywhere and they just get into shit that doesn't involve them. No, but yeah, I think that's I reckon that's enough for today when it comes to politics. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, now oh, a bit of a really oh man, bit of terrible news that came through this week. Yeah. Um. So for those that don't know, we'll keep you up to date. A uh, little incident at Dreamworld to end up seeing four people die on the water rapids ride. Yes, yeah. tragic incident. Yeah, I don't know a lot about it because I, I anything news related on my Facebook, I just scroll past because yeah, yeah. You know, to, to me, the media is just bullshit. I've been on this ride. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. I've been on this ride. Whatever happened, you know, it's a freak accident. You know, I'm not going to say anything about the victims or anything like that because there's no need to, you know. Sad. It's unfortunate that, that you know, people have lost their lives in this. Um, thank God those two kids that were on the ride survived, Yeah. you know. Um, but that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about this because I, I don't really have much of an opinion on it because, you know, it's a tragic incident, you know. But the biggest problem I had with um, at the moment was the media. 
and the bullshit articles that they've been regurgitating left, right and centre. And it was particularly the Daily Mail, which really pissed me off. Um, so there was this article that came out the other day and I, I shared it and I said how stupid this thing was, but the media is blaming this 18-year-old girl. It was her first day at Dreamworld, ever working. First day, mm-hmm. you know? And they're blaming, they're practically, like, obviously the wording is smart, but they're practically blaming her um, for the whole thing. For the whole thing, because the emer- she was operating the emergency stop button. It was her first day on the job. So I'll read the headline out to you. Woman 18 operating the emergency stop button on the Thunder River Rapids was on the first day of her job at Dreamworld when she, four people were killed. For what? For one, where's the proof that she was there in the first place? Um, yeah, so they're saying, they're saying, in this article, they're saying that, um, you know, um, she was running it, um, she had the emergency stop button, and, um, yeah. Real, reality is, you know, there's no proof. If she had, um, done anything wrong, she would have been, you know, charged for it or she would have been taken into custody. That's the bottom line. The thing that pisses... It's not really the content that pisses me off the most about this thing. The thing that pisses me off is why would you post something like that about an 18-year-old? Like, wouldn't she be feeling like shit already? Like, why do you have to put the extra jab in? Because that's just how the media works. You're going to... What? So, you want to put these fake articles out. What if this girl's suicidal and she sees this thing? You want another buddy deaf out of it? Just, that's awesome. And then you can post more about it on the internet and, you know, put it on the news and oh. shit. I know. Like, it's pathetic. There should be rules for this sort of stuff. There should be rules. There should be regulation and people should be held accountable for these sort of things. It's never going to happen there because that's, that's just how the media is. I know, but there should be people held accountable for, you know, posting these sort of articles. It's not okay. Like, yeah, that's my little rant over. That's I haven't really been keeping up with this because I'm, yeah, I'm working every night, so I'm not... I just, I don't know what's really happening in the world anymore. Oh, I know, but like, this was yeah. like, it was by chance I came... Um, across that across article. that article, and I saw it, and I'm like, shame yeah. on you! Like, how dare you post something like that? Yeah, it's you know? pretty shit. Like, I'll even look at the comment section, and I wasn't the only one who said that. You know, there's it's an 18 year old girl. You know, you think it's hard, like a hard enough situation already, mm. not trying to blame herself, and then you got the bloody I'll Daily Mail trying to put the blame on her. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it is, to an extent, because a lot of forms of media have been. They've been doing it for a while, but now it's just it's getting terrible, and that's quantity over quality. Yeah, it just it just seemed like we're just going to jump on it because everyone else is. We're not going to put much effort into it. Uh, what can we say? Oh, the fucking bitch did it. It's all her fault. These people are dead without any like the nothing's even come out. Like no. there's no investigation um, details that have come out, and that's all for we, a good all, reason. All we know, four people died in this thing. Like someone, uh, I think Seven News. I did see it on. 
I know I sort of scrolled past, but I did see this. Someone did a like, animation thing about what actually happened. Oh, I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, okay, that is kind of shit, but it's not her fault by any means. It's a malfunction by the ride. The ride's been in operation since the 80s. Exactly. It's probably just something that was going to happen eventually. And it was unfortunate that it happened on that day yeah. with people in, in it. Yeah, exactly. And now the, and even the media, we've had a bad enough of hell. Not even a day had gone past and they're saying, oh... Dreamworld will probably never open again. Bullshit. Bloody um, um, Disneyland. They've had 10 deaths. In uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's around 10 deaths. What do you say, Google? Go have a look. In the, la- in the last 40 years that it's been operational, Disneyland, there's been like around 10 or 5 to 10 deaths. Let's say that. Um, and... In Dreamworld, in their 35 years of being open, they have only had these four. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> so, there's Incident at Disneyland Resort. Disneyland. At, well, um, Disney, I think it's Disneyland Resort. No, well, Disney World. Disney World, I think it is. Yeah, Florida. Yeah, there's Florida. and then Several people have died or been injured. All right, but that doesn't really narrow um, it down, does it? Uh, nearly 100 lawsuits have been filed against <laughs> Disneyland each year. Far out. Yeah, but apparently there's been like... Five to ten deaths that have happened there. And they're still open. What? So you're going to call for Disneyland to be closed now just because it's been deaths? Okay, so it seems like there's been more deaths by cars and stuff around there than any rides. Oh, there's been a couple rides. There's been a few rides, but there's there's been more, what's it called? Mm. Um, People being hit by a bus or the train that goes around. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Unfortunately, death is an everyday part of life. Exactly. You, know, you just never know when it's going to come and that's what happens. Call, calling for the park to be closed? Come on. I've been to Dreamworld. It's not a dangerous place. I was, I've was. i been on that ride and it was, it was fun. Like Mission Space, that's not Space Mountain. I went on this ride and it was Ooh. a lot of fun, man. Like I there, there it really is, Space Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Who went for a ride in Space Mountain and died? <laughs> no. <laughs> You can't make jokes of that. (laughs) That is horrible. So you know how horrible we are. (laughs) Um, See, reality is they are going to be open regardless. If they closed, I'd be very shocked. But see, a lot of of these are all heart attacks and things like that. Yeah. From what I'm reading. The heart attacks or something that's happened within the body, none of them have been crushed by a ride or anything like that. There's, there has been, a, though. There has been, though. Because yeah. I did a bit of research the other day about it. Oh, there was like five to ten people that have died over over all the um, Disneylands. Yeah. But no, like, and that's you, 40, year, 40 plus years. I'm reading more of just heart attacks and you know other things like that. Yeah. Just pre-existing conditions catching up. Yeah. There's, yeah. There are a couple crushed by rides and stuff like that, but... More which is people passing out and just not waking up. Reality is, it's thirty-five years, and this is the first time that it's ever happened. Mm. They wouldn't have, they wouldn't have been open for that long if they had a good track record. No. I've been every, to Disneyland, ev- not every, Disneyland, fucking every um, um, Dreamworld. Every one of those parks, you know, has some kind of incident. Oh, for sure. There was some was in the US not too long ago where you know, a couple of kids fell out of a roller coaster. Yeah, they did. I did see that. Well, there you go. Yeah, that park's not closed. They probably weren't tall enough. That's probably why, because they couldn't probably fit in the hydraulic mm. um, restraint. It's like um, I actually read somebody um, saying that they their belts fell off um, on the claw at Dreamworld 
but yet they're still held in with the hydraulic thing. Yeah. The belt's just there as a set. Like, the belt's kind of useless because it won't do anything if you go, if you, if the um, hydraulic thing went up. It wouldn't do anything. You'd just get ripped out of it. Mm. It's only that you don't even necessarily need it on. It's just there as a uh, safety feature. I don't know. I'm not, I don't like heights. I like staying on the ground. I like heights. <laughs> but yeah, the, you, know, you know that claw thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those hydraulic things, they are designed. So if it fails, it locks you in. Okay. It doesn't fling out or anything like that. It's designed to lock in if it, if the hydraulic thing fails. So, you know, if you've got that on you, then you're fine. But, you know, people... Like, this is the thing. When sort of... When incidents like this happen, they're going to... Everyone's going to come out and say that they've had a problem with the park. Mm. It's like... um, Come... We'll now try and exploit you for money. Yeah, it's like when... um The whole Donald Trump thing when... Oh, groping the chick and stuff like that. Grab her by the pussy. Yeah, and now everybody's coming in. Oh, he did it to me. Oh, he tried doing it to me. It's like it's kind of like the Bill Cosby thing as well. Yeah, everyone's just going to come out, you know? Um, and so everyone's going to claim that they've had something done to them. Exactly. But yeah, I reckon we end that con- that conversation now. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, kind of shit what happened. Rest in peace, you know. Unfortunate for those families that they won't be seeing those family members oh, again. Absolutely, absolutely. It's just, it's part of life. Yeah, it's unfortunate what happened. It's um, unfortunate what happened that day, but you know, death is just an everyday part. I'm of just life. glad that the there kids more survived. Peop- yeah, there's more people that die on the roads than what they're at those kind of parks. Mm. Yeah, but you no. don't see people abandoning cars. Reality is, this has got nothing to do with the family. It's just I've got a problem with the media constantly ripping into the wrong people, mm. especially an 18 year old. Come on, man, she hasn't even lived life yet properly. No. First day on the job, right? The worst thing that could happen really unfortunate but it's like sometimes those things just out of your control it's not her fault you know if it was her fault once the, once the proper research and stuff is done then say what you will yeah exactly it was funny watching the press conference like all the um, media and stuff like that trying to get all the details out of the cops like they're like oh what? how old was the person Did they were they family were they related and stuff like that and the cops are just like Shut the phone I'm not. Up. I'm not taking any more questions. <laughs> he he saw what was coming, and he's just like, "Nah, stuff that shit." Good, but yeah, let's end it on a positive note. Future podcasts. Yes. So as we said earlier at the podcast, Mike Burt, we will be getting him on here at some point. We will be sitting down having some beers with Burt, shooting some shit about wrestling, talking about uh, I don't know everything, man. We'll New talk family about family life, Western Bulldogs. Yep. We we have to talk about that. Um, we do, and. We have a special podcast with an undisclosed band that will be coming on as well. We won't talk about it yet, but there will be a couple music podcasts and there will be another Bang Bang podcast. Another shoot podcast. Yep. Should I explain that one? Yeah. Dude, if you want to talk about it, go for it. I'll start talking about it a little bit. So, um, I guess if you do somewhat know history of me, I was once in a band called Under Vienna Skies. Uh, ultimately, ended up getting kicked out of a band for what I thought was a bullshit reason. I got angry at everyone, stopped talking to everyone, and not too long ago, I started working on a solo EP thing, and I'm like, oh, I'd love to have this guitarist I used to work with on there, a guy named John. So I got in touch with him, and he's like, yeah, I'm cool with it, do you mind helping me record some of my stuff? No problem. Came over, started talking, and I started realizing, like, you never had a problem with me in that band, it was the other two. Mm. And he's... I started saying I mentioned the whole shoot thing where it's like essentially you just go out and you tell a real story and we came to the conclusion that we're going to shoot about Under Vienna Skies 
on the podcast. Yeah, I'm going to be a guest on you. This is a two 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 years. How many years in the making now? <laughs> it's two years. No more, I think. Well, since your departure, I want to say three. You left in 2014, didn't you? I don't know. I lost track. Either way, but yeah, that was like the first time you'd seen each other for a while, wasn't it? Since then, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. First time in like a couple of years that we saw each other and it was it was kind of weird at first, but everything was all good. Well, that's all that matters. He's open to you know, letting people know what actually happened. I'm glad. Well, that's going to be a fun podcast for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, so, uh, all I'm going to say is right now, right, if you got angry at Bass's podcast, do not listen to anyone. <laughs> right, I'm, the kind of stuff I'm going to say about those guys is going to make what Bass said look tame. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right? If you thought Bass was pretty bad, wait till you hear this one because those guys, oh man, they fucked with me mentally. Yeah. I think they fucked you both mentally, but we'll we'll talk <laughs> about it more on that on that one. But we, yep. um, yeah, I'm just going to tease you guys a little bit. We have um, some news coming up. Hopefully soon. It's it's a develop it's a developing at the moment, but um yeah, we will have some really big news and it has something to do with the future of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Just just podcasting in general with us. Yeah. So yeah. Stay in tune with that. That's absolutely and speaking yeah. of staying in tune, you can listen to the DNT podcast on iTunes, Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. Yep. You can catch us all on social media, Facebook, Instagram, everything. Yeah, just look up the DNT podcast yeah. on social medias and we're there yeah we're all there we'll be at OCW tonight I'm sure we'll be at other wrestling shows in the future mm-hmm. um, there's a hard rock show end of year at Stravaganza go yes. search that up because that's going to be a sick gig um, and I'm sure there's going to be heaps of shit coming up so look, keep an eye on us absolutely anyway thank you very much for listening to this episode we've already plugged our stuff I've been Gavin I've been Jesse we shall catch you on the flip side <laughs>